Warning, the following podcast may contain potential plot spoilers, but then again, it may not at all. Hello and welcome to Potential Spoilers. I'm Kieran and I'm joined by Matty Demon. <laughs> Got him. There you go, that's nice. And Naked Meatloaf is resurrected to attack the Warrens, and if you didn't want to know that or see that, then you shouldn't be listening to the show because that is a spoiler. That's certainly right. Now we've seen The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It. It's a movie we predicted two years ago, and now we're back to uh, revisit it and see how close we got to predicting the plot all those years ago. That's right. I've condensed the introduction now. I'm doing something new. I'm tired of doing the same thing every week. Love your work, Kieran. And just like this episode, everything's going to be snappier now. Yeah. It's going to be faster. Is it? It's going to be extreme, just like The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It. So, Matty D., I think it's important to point out right away that this isn't a review of The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It. I know we've seen it. We should have all have seen it by this point by, before listening to this episode, but we aren't going to go over the actual plot of the movie beat by beat. We just don't have time to do that. So, all we're going to do is just relate what we said in our original plot predictions to what actually happened in the movie. So, if you haven't seen The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It at this stage and you really want to, please watch it before listening any further to this episode. And if you haven't listened to our original The Conjuring 3, The Devil Made Me Do It episode, please listen to that first as well. Because that's going to be the better episode. We cracked some great jokes in that one. We talked a lot of shit about the Warrens. And I think that's more valuable than anything <laughs> we're going to talk about this week. So, Matty D, how much did The Conjuring the Devil Made Me Do It? How much do you think The Conjuring the Devil Made Me Do It made in the worldwide box office? If it made more than $3, <laughs> I'd be surprised. Did you want to know the budget before you make a guess? Yep. What's the budget? The budget was $39 million. If it made more than $3, <laughs> I'd be surprised. <laughs> so, you think it was a total failure? Yes, I do think For it's a Conjuring total movie. failure. For a Conjuring movie. I think it made less than its budget. Okay, just give me a figure so we can compare it to the actual one. What'd you say the budget was again? $39 million. Okay, well, I'm going to guess it made uh, $48. $48 million. Yep. Not a bad guess at all. It's a shame you weren't close to the figure at all because it made $206.4 million. Wow. Meaning it was a massive success. What? Hell! (laughs) They've already announced a sequel. So, we're going to be covering another Conjuring movie in the future. Stop it! Why? There's moments like this that I'm like, we're not going to be doing the show by that point. <laughs> we're, going to be, we're going to be long cancelled by then. Let's not cover that one. Let's not cover that one as a rule. Well, we'll see what's on the roster. We'll see what's coming up on the schedule and then we'll decide. So, is it, is it another Conjuring movie or is it, a, is it a sequel to this, you know, Devil Made Me Do It fucking shit? Are you familiar with the Conjuring franchise at all? Yeah, of course. Of course, it's not going to be a direct sequel to this movie. It's not like Arnie's going to like suddenly be possessed again. It's not going to be like it's your plot and they forgot that the other kid was possessed as well. <laughs> and they forgot to exercise. Well, it. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe they're doing like a universe spinoff kind of thing. Yeah, they could have been. Yeah, the, the witch from this movie has her own movie. No, what's funny is in that original episode, we were so like determined to try and predict what the spin-off franchise from this movie would be. Yeah. But then there just wasn't one. No, there wasn't. They're still sticking to the Annabelle and the Nun movies. Yeah. And La Laronia and all that nonsense. So, no one really cares about this movie. No one, None of the fans, I think, like this movie. No? Just to-, to Well, enough did if it made uh, 200. Just because a movie made money, Matty D, doesn't mean that people liked it. I'm looking at you, Super Mario. Whoa. That's right. I'm coming for Whoa, you, Whoa, what? I haven't seen it yet. But I, I, hear, I hear it's good. <laughs> yeah, okay, fair enough. So, before we get into how well we did with predicting the movie, Matty D, can you please explain our point system to anybody who may not be familiar? We have a fair and a biased point system that we're going to grade our plots with. And what that is- Sound like you said a biased point system. It is a biased point which system, may really? be true. It certainly may be true this week. So, if we so guess- unbiased, right? <laughs> yes, unbiased. If we guess something that's not in the trailer or any of the promotional materials, we give ourselves two points for that prediction. If we guess something that is in the trailer or in the promotional material, we give ourselves one point for that prediction. And if we kind of got something- on 
on the right track but not quite correct, we give ourselves half a point for that prediction, which there should be a lot of in this episode. And if we get something completely wrong at zero points, we tally all that up and we could grade how well we did at predicting the movie. There we go. Couldn't have said it better myself. Probably less congested, though. I'm so congested. <laughs> I don't know what's happened. It just like hit me like in the last- Did you wake up this morning and there was just like a watermark underneath your bed that wasn't created by water? Uh, how'd you know? Maybe underneath your house, there's like a witch's totem. <laughs> yes, I think I've been cursed by a witch. Yeah. I don't know. It just hit me now. Like I was fine this morning. I went for a run and everything and all of a sudden I'm just getting congested. Oh, yeah. this is the first stage of d- possession. Yeah. yeah the first this stage, is what's happening to one me. One of the first five stages of possession is congestion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense. Jeez. So, who went first in that original episode? Was it you? Was it me? It was I- me. I went oh, first. Oh, you? Okay, so let's cover what you said first. I can never remember. Yeah. <laughs> That's I- the thing. I went first. You went second. As we teased last week, Maddie D and I actually watched this episode together. Yeah. And I think we it watched a date. it- on Yeah, we did. So, we originally watched it together. When it first came out, we watched it together. And then for this revisit episode, uh, we watched it together again. Yeah. So, Manny D has never watched this movie without me. Yeah. Well, I guess that makes this movie special. Yeah. Because I'll never watch it again. And I think we watched it, geez, almost a week ago now. Yeah. I did my, my notes a couple of days later, so I feel like- We I made don't a remember. drinking game out of this movie. Yeah, we did. We also barely watched it. So <laughs> that's going to be an interesting talking point as well. But I sort of feel like I don't remember most of the movie from our most recent watching, but I think I remember enough to really grade how well you did. So- You started off the episode on a strong point by saying that you don't think the movie would be following the chronological order of events from the real-life case, and you said, quote, I don't think they could do it in a way that is satisfying, and I said, well, Matty D, you're contradicting what they're saying in the promotional material, and you went, I don't care! (laughs) Yep. And that really hurt you. I just wanted to start off by saying that. Right, but it did it it didn't really follow the chronological Oh, uh, I guess in a way. Well, the fact that you loosely. said that the movie starts off with Arnie walking down the side of the road covered with blood in a daze yes. does not happen at all. That's halfway through the movie, Maddie D. Are I we s- gonna be making fun of each other for yes. you know the, the what 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 the order of events in this I movie? I still gave you a point because this the way- is, you're in a glass house, sir. Yeah, I know. I still gave you a point for that because in all fairness, it did happen in the movie. Yeah. Didn't happen in that, you know, sure. at this point. And we saw it in the trailer as well. And it was in the trailer, but it didn't have. I just want to clarify everything that Matty D said actually happened in the movie. For the most part, happened in the movie. It just didn't happen in the order that he said it in. Yeah, I'm a better storyteller. And the way that, you know, we grade each other on this show is if it happened, you know, and it happened in the same context that we saw it in the trailer, it's worth a point. So even though it's not in the right order, I can't give Matty D half a point because he was technically right and the context is right. Hell yeah, loophole. But. I just have to clarify. <laughs> I don't deserve but it. But he's completely wrong. <laughs> it happened. It happened. So you said that a policeman pulls alongside Arnie and asks him what's going on and arrests him for the murder of Bruno. Gave you a point for that as well. It's true. We don't talk about Bruno. Nobody does. Because <laughs> his name was Bono in real life. So you said that the Warrens are just chilling out in their museum and we see a bunch of Easter eggs and creepy objects from previous movies. Gave you half a point because there is a stage where we do see the Warrens in their house. They do go home at some point. but. Uh, as far as I know, there are no Easter eggs. I don't think we even see Annabelle in this movie. And as far as I know, the, the Museum of Crap doesn't contain anything that I recognize from other movies. No. They have no possessed children. They talk about it. We don't see it. Yeah, they do mention Annabelle. Apparently, they. <laughs> what did they do to that poor lawyer to convince her that like the supernatural was real? Because they're like, why don't you come to our museum? We'll introduce you to Annabelle. And then like, just cuts to her in court being like, demonic possession is real. <laughs> what did they just shut her in a room with Annabelle and just like, I don't know. What, I, couldn't, I couldn't even imagine. It, it's a better movie. <laughs> the Lawyer and Annabelle the is movie a, a, spin- a, a spin-off better. movie that I want to see. 
You said that the Glatzels call up the Warrens since Arnie is claiming demonic possession. Now, the Warrens are actually already with the Glatzels yes. at the time of Arnie's arrest, so that's not the case at all. You said that the Warrens go to the police station and the police explain the circumstances around Bruno's murder and what Arnie's claiming. Gave you half a point because they do visit a police station, but it's only to investigate a similar demonic possession that's tangentially related to Arnie's possession, so it's not really the case at all. You said that the police have brought in the Warrens to debunk Arnie's claim. Now, that's not true at all. No. You just said as well that the Glatzels were the one that called in the Warrens, so you're trying to have it like both sides. So, the <laughs> prosecution and defense have both called the Warrens in to yeah, do the same job. Do it two jobs. Not the case at all in the actual movie. You said that when Lorraine speaks with Arnie, she notices an evil presence surrounding him, and she knows that there's more to this story than meets the eye. Now, in the actual movie, it's actually Ed who notices that Arnie has become possessed, and Lorraine has no idea until Ed tells her. So, let's not forget that Ed sees that Arnie gets possessed. He has a heart attack because the demon child jumped on him and, you know, did, I put a heart attack on you. And, yeah, Ed passed out. He was in hospital for days. And when he wakes up, he's just like, Arnie's been possessed. And Lorraine's like, what? Yeah. So, yeah, it's not Lorraine who notices. Now, you said that Arnie is played as a really nice guy. Now, I gave you a point for that because he's not really a nice guy after he's possessed. In but, all this- oh, come on. That's not him, though. I know, but he's definitely a nice guy beforehand, yes. so that's why I gave you a point for that. Yeah. But when he's possessed, he's just, you know, uh, just cold staring off in the distance yeah. like all of these characters in these movies. Well, because he's because that's the demon, not him. Wouldn't it be a better movie if he was just still like happy-go-lucky and carefree and then just on a, on a dime, yes. on the drop of a pin, he would just turn into a demon and be crazy like it's an Evil Dead movie? <laughs> <laughs> That'd be much better. Now, you said throughout the movie the police would be overly cynical around the Warrens' tactics. Now, I gave you two points because the Thanks. one- policeman character we have in the movie is that yes. so well done and there was no indication that was going to be the case and the court the characters seem that way as well yeah the lawyer if we extend it so out. the lawyer defending arnie is like there's no way that i'm going to go into a criminal trial <laughs> and and claim demonic possession when i could just say self-defense but they're like no 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 nope let's introduce you to annabelle and then next thing you know we've already talked about it you said that there'll be one police officer in particular who is always around to call out the Warren's claims. Now, I already gave you a point for the yeah. cynical police officer, but there is no specific police officer there the whole time being like, well, that's bullshit. <laughs> it just follows them around. Well, there was this character in the first movie, if you remember. Yeah. There was that cynical character in the first movie who, the, you know, they kept saying like, well, was that the wind closing the door? Was that the wind possessing this child? <laughs> but we didn't have, thankfully, we didn't have that character in this movie because that's such a tired cliche in these movies now. Yeah, we don't want tired cliches in this movie. <laughs> Good point. You said that the next segment of the movie is the Warrens investigating what led up to Bruno's murder. And we have several flashbacks showing us the sequence of events. Now, the Warrens don't investigate the murder at all. No. They're not interested in the murder. They're like, well, that's cut and dry. We know who did that. <laughs> and there's also no flashbacks in this movie either. Well- Unless you count the Warrens' yes. flashbacks to them dancing in a gazebo, for what that's worth. So, instead, they investigate how David Glatzel came to be possessed in the first place. Because they're like, this all ties into what happened to Arnie. Yeah. You said that Arnie calls in sick for work and visits Debbie at a dog kennel where she works. Gave you a point for that. Now, interestingly enough, they also live there. So, it's technically his house too. <laughs> Now, you said that Arnie's sickness is actually his possession and he is seeing things, sweating and acting strange. I gave you two points for that. That's exactly what happens in the movie. There was no real indication that was going to be the case. I mean, we could we could kind of guess that. that yeah, I know. Happen, but yeah. Two points. I'll, I'll, I'll take it. I'll take it. You said that Arnie, Debbie, Wanda and Mary are at a pub with Bruno, who is drunk. I gave you half a point for that because Arnie and Debbie are with a drunk Bruno at the dog kennel. Yeah. So, the real life circumstances don't really play into the movie at all at yeah, this stage. I was going off what happened in the, the real life. I did the same thing. Yeah. You said that Bruno won't let Debbie's sister leave and Arnie comes in growling like a dog. While that would be funny, that <laughs> never happens. Now, we did see a TV movie where this thing happens. 
but unfortunately didn't happen in this movie. And that's what the reports say as well. Yeah, that's happened. right. And what course. actually happened. Of course. We were too busy being occupied with the real-life events <laughs> and forgetting that this is a Conjuring movie that never focuses on real-life events. No. Now, you said that Arnie stabs Bruno to death and everyone is shocked. I gave you a point for that again because it's technically true. It did happen, but we do never see it in the movie. No. Just want to point that out. You said that Bruno is played as a, quote, a very dangerous guy. And is a bad drunk who makes everyone uncomfortable. Now, while he is a drunk- He is, yeah. He's just more annoying than dangerous. Mm. He's not really- You just sort of described it as Dennis Hopper's character from Blue Velvet. He's nothing like that at all. No, I I had a completely different understanding of what this character was going to be. He he was just a a fun guy that was drinking too much. Yeah, exactly. When we were re-watching it, we are like, he doesn't seem like a bad guy at all. I'd hang out with him. We'd have a good time listening to Blondie really loud and drinking beers. And I guess I should have saw that coming because why would they try to vilify this guy who's died, you know, who didn't yeah. deserve to die? So. The real victim of this story. Yes. Why would they vilify him yes. for his family to see? Presuming his family are going to see Conjuring I mean, Even movies. though they changed the name, it would be in poor yes. taste. Yes. So, you said that Bruno invites them all to a pub where he doesn't let them leave you. Now, you've already said this at this point. Yep. Never happens in the movie, as I've already pointed out. Now, at this point in your plot, you said that uh, this probably won't actually happen in the movie. So, I gave you a bonus point for that. (laughs) Oh, thanks, Kieran. Because you were talking about the whole sequence of events from real life and you said, this isn't going to actually happen in the movie. You were right, (laughs) but you still said it anyway. (laughs) You said that the Warrens visit Arnie's house where there's a bunch of creepy stuff that happens. Gave you half a point because the Warrens never actually go to Arnie's house. The dog kennel is never actually revisited. I love the idea that he lives in the dog house. Like all of us. But uh, they do actually visit the Glatzel's house where a bunch of creepy stuff happens. There's that scene underneath the house with all the rats. So, I gave you a point there. Yep. Oh, no, half a point because, yeah, on the right track, but not quite right. Yep. Now, here we go. I like this a lot. You said that we'll have a lot of long scenes with nothing but silence with a jump scare at the last moment. That's absolutely true. I gave you a point for that because that's a staple of all of these movies. In fact, that's James Wan's bread and butter these days, so... Pretty much a given. Boom. Gave you a point for it. I'll drink my coffee to that. You said that David begins to become possessed and he specifically becomes possessed after Arnie does. I didn't give you any points for that because no. we knew going in that that wasn't going to be the case and no. you still went against it. So, no I, points Yeah, there. I, I kind of didn't understand how it the could chronologically worked. happen that way. Yeah, you already said that we covered so, this at the yeah, top. Yeah, yeah. So, I-, I It happened I in the movie, Matty D. It did. You said that a waterbed attacks David. Gave you a point for that. It does. You said that David sees a scary arm in the shower. Gave you a point for that. All stuff in the trailer. Yeah. You just threw it in there casually. Yeah. Probably the most points you got in this plot. But anyway, you said at the same time Arnie's trial is taking place- Gave you half a point because it's not happening at the same time. And Arnie has a hearing, but the trial happens off screen at the end of the movie. We never actually see it. That's something I wanted to see, but we never see it. Because how does the lawyer defend it? How does the prosecution go against it? And they marketed this movie like that's what we were going to see. Yes. It was like, this is the court case of the century. Let's not show it. Yeah. One scene. (laughs) Yeah. No, one scene that's just told to us in text. Yes. Yellow text on the screen at the end. It's ridiculous. You said that the Warrens go underneath Arnie's house and find a satanic crucifix. Boom. Gave you half a point. No, what? didn't give you half a point. Gave you a point for that because it's actually a witch's totem right. and it's not underneath Arnie's house. I should have given you half a point, but you know. I mean, that's everything very came together. close. It's very close. It's not a crucifix, I just want to point out. It doesn't no. even look like a crucifix. No, I, I, I saw it in the trailer and it kind yes. of had like- It's something I didn't talk about at all in my plot. Yeah, it had like a crucifix shape, which is why no, I No, it didn't. Of, okay, no, it was- But I did say it was an artifact. So, you said that the Warrens asked the family, as in the Glatzels, how the crucifix got there and the family doesn't know. Gave you half a point. It kind of happens, but it's not really close to what happened in the movie. You said that David reacts violently to the crucifix. Now, interestingly enough, I gave you half a point for that because he doesn't actually react to the crucifix at all. But the reason that he got possessed in the first place is because 
a witch placed the crucifix underneath the bed where he lay in and got possessed. So, technically, he did have a violent reaction to the crucifix. It just doesn't happen at this point in the movie. Did they ever go into why they targeted the Glatzels? Never. Never. Because she doesn't even live near them. No. And they're just a random family. It's just happenstance. Yeah. They're, 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 you know, no one important that we were told. No. They just randomly, she just randomly broke into somebody's house and put put, put an artifact on it in. about it. (laughs) Okay. You said the Warrens take the crucifix to an expert who tells them that it has its origins in witchcraft. Now, I, originally I was like, wow, that was really impressive. How did Maddie D know that? I watched the trailer back again. It's all in the trailer. <laughs> so, I gave you a point for that. Thanks. You said that the Warrens go to a forest where the witches conducted their rituals. Gave you half a point because they do go to a forest to investigate uh, another possession of a girl who murdered her friend. Uh-huh. But it's not where the witches conduct their rituals. That's much later in the movie and it's underneath a farmhouse. Yes. She does have visions of that place while she's in the forest, That's true. Believe, but yeah, it do- it's not there. It's not the same place, though. You know, you said that the police go with the Warrens to this forest site where they moan the whole way, thinking <laughs> it's a waste of time. Gave you half a point because one detective does go with them, but he's continually proved wrong by Lorraine Warren <laughs> along the way to the point where it's ridiculous. He's, <laughs> he's just like, you missed the turn to where the crime scene was. I, I'm psychically aware of where it is. And so, he keeps being like, oh, damn, she's right. Oh, damn. Oh. Oh, man, we're just idiots. We should just believe the Warrens all the time. <laughs> That's the message of the story. Believe yes. the Warrens. You said that Lorraine has a vision of a humanoid beast that attacks her. That's not the case at all. No, it's Arnie's vision. Yeah, that's kind of true now that yeah, you say when, it. When Arnie is possessed, uh, he sees the beast. That's what I, th- I saw it Bruno in the trailer. acting like a beast. Yeah, I saw that in the trailer and I and, and I watched the trailer again and it makes it look like it's Lorraine's vision. Yes, it's The trailer right. lies. You're right. Now, she instead has a vision of a girl murdering her friend, as I already mentioned. Yep. But yeah, it's not a humanoid beast. We we're waiting for a humanoid beast to step out from behind a tree. But no, it's just <laughs> a girl. Oh, well. You said that Lorraine starts to become too involved in the case and almost ends up falling off a cliff. Gave you two single points for that, so two points in total. You said that Ed worries about Lorraine's obsession with the case. Gave you a point for that. That's every Conjuring movie, yes. so that's a given. You said that the Warrens interrogate the demon in an interrogation room. <laughs> Never happens in the movie. It's such a funny image of them, like, arresting the demon, bringing him in. Yes. You said that, meanwhile, the news media is in a frenzy around the case. I actually gave you half a point for that okay. because we do see the media very briefly- but we never get a sense that this is like a media frenzy or a media storm. Which is so strange because in the trailer it makes it look like it yes. is. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That's the whole trailer was just like the, you know, the trial of the century. Yeah. The, the case that had tongues wagging all over the world. We never really get that no. impression from the actual movie. Not at all. They could have made that like such a big deal. Like the media is getting there and yes. getting involved and, and like making it bigger than it actually is. But no. They want to portray it like it's gospel, and so they're treating everything very seriously, and they don't want to have any sort of cynicism in the movie, which I think, of course, hurts the movie. But anyway, we'll talk about that later. You said that Lorraine exercises the demon from Arnie. I gave you half a point because she doesn't directly, but they do kill the witch that is controlling Arnie, which unpossesses him. Now, interestingly enough, in your plot, you forgot that David was also possessed, so you never like (laughs) tied up that storyline. I never got So, he's still possessed to this day. You said that the court rules that Arnie is guilty. Gave you a point for that because they do. They give him five years. We knew that going in. You said that the Warrens are bummed out that nobody believes them about the demonic possession. Now, that's not true at all. No, because they don't care. They're actually over the moon that Arnie is convicted. They're like, ha ha, we proved that demonic possession is real. <laughs> and they're so happy at the end, <laughs> even though he spent five years in jail. You said that the movie ends with the Warrens placing the witch's totem in their museum of crap. Gave you two points for that because that's exactly how the movie ends. Well done, Matty D. You got does. something right. Yay. And that was your plot. How well do you think you did? Uh, not well, but I think I would have racked up about 
30 or maybe Ooh. less than 30. Oh, yeah. In the 20s? Yes. You got 26.5 points. Cool. I'll tell you what, your plot wasn't bad at all. Okay. I've got to say, you know, listing everything off there, everything you said pretty much happened in the yeah. movie. It's just the order of events that you got wrong and you lean too much into the real life stuff. So, you did a really good prediction. It's just the movie didn't go down those lines. Yeah. Sounds like I got a lot of things right in the movie, but not, yeah, as you said, not in the order of, yeah. of how it went and then added things that weren't in the movie at That's all. right. I was expecting a different movie, obviously. I think we both were. Yeah. Well, let's talk about the movie you were, yes. you were expecting. Yes, please. Let's go into what you got right and wrong <laughs> in this movie. So- First thing you said is that the movie wouldn't be accurate to real life events. That is correct. You said it would follow the formula of a Conjuring movie. I'll give you a point for that. Well, it actually doesn't. It's the first Conjuring movie to deviate from the Conjuring formula, but yep. it still follows the same beats of a Conjuring movie. I would I would argue that point. So, it's not a haunting movie. Well, it is, but it's not. Do you remember how your friends used to say like, oh, Ant-Man isn't a standard Marvel movie. It's a yes. heist movie. It's yes. basically the same thing. It's the same shit. Yes. But we're just given, like, a different stink. Yeah, yeah. I think it fits the Conjuring formula. Me too, to be honest. So, that's why I give you one point for that. So, the next thing you say is you go into the four stages of possession. Uh, oh, boy. Why did I waste my breath on this? That was a big part of your prediction. You thought that that was going to frame the entire movie. Now, Because that was the beats of every other Conjuring movie yes. to the point where it drove me nuts. Yes. But just to qualify that, I, I know I'm preempting you here. Yes. Never happens in this no, movie. Never happens. We skip to the final stage because- the, the whole reason that the characters become possessed in the first place is because of the witch who is directly doing magic, you know, to hurt this family for, for no reason at all. No reason, yeah. Just for, you know, something to do on a Sunday afternoon. Yeah, she's bored. She yeah. wants a hobby. Yeah, she must have been watching The Conjuring and then <laughs> wanted something wow. else to wow. do. We're not holding our cards close uh, to us at all. Yeah, so they, they skip over the, the four stages. Was it five stages or four stages? I can't I remember. remember. I, I, you well, they skip it, over the stages. It does, doesn't matter because it doesn't happen. Yeah, they skip over the stages because it's just direct possession rather yep. than, you know, an evil entity being in the location. It's just the totem is like sort of a direct source of demonic possession. Yeah, it just goes straight into yeah, the, the host David. body. Yeah. yeah, so I guess it's important to note here that I think you you kind of thought the movie was going to start a lot earlier than what it actually did. We yes. kind of get straight into the, the final stages of David's possession. So the movie actually starts where most Conjuring movies end. Yes. So we're seeing the whole- uh, exorcism of the possessed child, David, which would yes. typically happen in the last act of a regular yes. Conjuring movie, but this is the beginning of this movie. So, we didn't see the lead up to his no. possession, and when Artie gets possessed, it's kind of like he goes straight to the final stages because right. of the because of the witchcraft. That's right. So, yes, just to reiterate, these stages also, do not Also, the happen. witch has a photograph of Arnie. <sighs> so, did she know she was going to possess Arnie in advance, even though that David was the original target? And where did she get the photograph from? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> did she magic it up? Yeah, it was magic. Magic. Okay. So, you predicted that there would be a flashback of Ed and Lorraine Warren, and you thought it was going to happen at the start. Now- Oh, I just realised. Yes. I didn't write down the whole thing that you went into about Ed and Lorraine Warren. Oh. You know, they meet at the start in a flashback. I don't do know wanna, why- Do you want to do address that just quickly? It didn't happen in the movie, no. but I think- oh, This is like a complete misstep on my behalf. You you went into at the start that the movie is going to start with a flashback with Lorraine in a church. Yes. And then like a demon appears in the church and Ed runs in and saves her. Yep. Obviously, that never happens in no, the movie, but I can't believe I totally missed talking about that. Yes. Wow. What a misstep. So, yeah, we, we, bo- we both saw on the cast list that there was a young yeah, uh, that's right. Ed and Lorraine Warren. So, we both were like, oh, okay, there's going to be a flashback here. Your yeah. flashback was going to be Ed and Lorraine Warren doing their first case together. 
Uh, and then yeah, introducing, that's not the case introducing at all. a jump scare. Now, I'll give you half a point just because there is a flashback with Ed and Lorraine. Warren. I'm going to give you half a point as well because there is a flashback. Putting you <laughs> at 27 you. points. Oh, thank you. Thank you. The flashback we got was Ed and Lorraine Warren at a gazebo Dancing. getting together for the first time. Yeah, making out. It's getting hot and heavy under the bleachers. A complete waste of time. I don't know yes. why they did it. I guess so, it was- So that Ed can get that same gazebo and relocate it to their backyard. And when we were watching that movie, we were like- well, how did he build a gazebo in their house without I her knowing? I think he got the exact same one and then just, just got it relocated. Yeah. Like he bought the gazebo from the park and then got them to move it to their house. What's happening out there, dear? Nothing. <laughs> Are you sure? No, stay inside. Don't look outside, honey. <laughs> there's nothing. There's no anniversary surprise going on there out was, there. There was a chance they could do something really cute and cool and different, and they really didn't. But yeah, that was the <laughs> okay. flashback. That was the wow. flashback that we got. It was not what you predicted, but I give you half a point for that. Okay. Now, Angel of the Morning and what was the oh, other song you said? Betty Davis Newton Eyes. Song. Betty Davis Eyes. So, I thought there'd be songs from 1981 in the movie. There were songs from the 80s. Yes. Yes. Yeah, so- the two songs that I predicted, and I said specifically, it's not going to be another LaBouche situation. It is a LaBouche situation. Happen, yeah. The songs that I predicted were going to be in the movie never were in the movie. Yeah. And what's funny is when we were re-watching the movie, I, I-, I turned to Matty Dean and I was like, oh, I think I remember there being like a pretty decent soundtrack in the movie. They played like two songs at the start of the movie and that was it. <laughs> and then it was just general conjuring music yeah. the whole way through. Yeah. So, yeah, you got that wrong. Or just no music. Yeah. Yeah, you love the part when they really slowed down the, the Call Me song, Blondie's Call Me song. I can't even remember. You, do you remember during uh, Arnie's possession when he's possessed, they like really turn the tempo down on right. Call Me? It's like, Call Me on the line. You were laughing your ass off at that. And <laughs> I said it sounded just like the Chipmunk Sludge Fest, <laughs> which is such an obscure reference, well, but I'll, I'll play a clip here for anybody who may not be familiar. There you go. No one gets left behind. I guess, yeah, I guess it's good to have some fun in this movie. Now, you said that Judy, the Warren's daughter, would have little to nothing to do with the plot and she would appear <laughs> in the background. That Two points. That is correct. You now jump to modern day, 19, no, I say modern day, but 1981, where this movie takes place. I mm-hmm. give you a point because there is a there is a jump there. That's where the movie takes place. You said that we meet the Glatzel family. You said that Arnie would propose to Debbie, which does happen. I yep. give you two points for that. I mean, we, we there was no, we knew that, but we, they there was knew no solid They engaged in real life, but yeah. yeah. We didn't know he was going to propose on screen, but I'm like, it's a movie. It has yes. to happen. Yes. You said that they bought a rundown rental property. and The Glatzels, that is, not yeah, Arnie and the, Debbie. The Glatzels, that's right. And yeah. we see some scary stuff and some minor jump scares. All of this yep. does happen, so I'll give you three sets of one points here. A lot of this is already in the trailer sure. and information when you're going in. Yeah. You predicted that they would go to, as in, uh, well, I think I think you meant David at this stage, would go to a well. Yeah. Now, this, this was a big thing, and this was a report from the real-life situation. Yes. David looks into a well and that's how he got possessed. And an old man possesses him. This does not happen. Never happens in the movie. In the movie There's at all. not even a well in the movie. There's no, there's no, yeah, there's no well. So, in your prediction, you thought that David lo- would look down the well. There'd be a jump scare where, you know, a figure, a demon would grab him. And I turned him. it into a witch because I'm like, they already did an old man in Conjuring 2. And then it turns out I was right about the witch. You were right about the witch, but not right about the yeah. well. You said that David would claim to have seen an old witch and be visibly distraught. You also said that the family would not believe him. 
In the movie, mm. these events assumably already happened. Yeah. But we again, we, we start the movie with the exorcism of David. So, yeah. none of this happens in the movie. No points for you here. You thought that Bruno would be a drunk asshole. I give you half a point for the same reason you gave me half a point. Because, yeah. yes, he was drunk. Yes, he was annoying. But he's not a jerk. You thought that the Glatzel family- I gave family- you no points for that, Betty D. Well, aren't I I nicer? gave you a point for him being a drunk. Aren't I nicer than you? Yeah, I, I uh, gave you no points for your whole description of him being like an intense asshole that makes sure. everyone uncomfortable. Because that's not the case at all. No, him forcing not. beers down Arnie's throat was basically what I do to you each, <laughs> each day we record. So, I guess we're saying something here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Unless well, I, you think I'm an asshole. I- <laughs> 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 Awkward. <laughs> no, I guess I guess we both kind of thought, oh, if, if this guy's going to die, then maybe he's got to be the jerk to make yeah. him kind of- justified in a weird way but they just but what's weird is at the start of the episode we quantified it by saying oh they changed his name so they wouldn't insult the actual yes. person but then we went in to say like oh this guy's a real jerk and yes. he's an asshole well we just thought that's what the movie would portray it as yeah you know? I guess they never wanted to say that this guy deserved it yes which we should have seen coming, yeah we should have seen yeah. coming oh, but well. anyway that's what we thought at the time. Now, you thought that the Glatzel family would be spooked in their house by a witch. You thought that the witch would turn into a monster with glowing red eyes yeah. that we see in the trailer. This doesn't happen. This is an hallucination by Arnie later on in the movie. Yes. You said that the demon talks through David and makes him levitate. That happens. Yes, it does. And it happens to Arnie later on. So, I'll give you yeah. points for that during the exorcism. You said that David, through the demon, would say that Arnie would kill somebody. That doesn't happen. You said that, well, in your plot- Yeah, that happened in real life. So, in in the real life circumstances, they claim that in Latin, mind you, that David claimed that Arnie will kill somebody in the future. I don't know how they- Well, it's obviously the Warrens just making shit up. Yeah, that totally I don't know how they prove that, but uh, yeah. So, I included that. Doesn't actually happen. Would be cool if it happened, but it doesn't actually happen. No, it doesn't happen. Now, this is where your plot catches up to the movie or the movie catches up to the beginning of your plot here. So, you said that there would be a priest that would come to exercise the demon out of Mm -hmm. David and it doesn't work. I'll give you two points for that. That exactly happens. You said that the family will be desperate and contact the Warrens. Did I also Uh, mention that it would be just a direct ripoff of the exorcist? You get points for that later. Okay, cool. You You mentioned that later. You said that, yeah, so they, they call out the Warrens who would reluctantly accept the case, even though they are supposed to be taking a break. I mean, they're already in the picture here. Yeah. You said that Ed and Lorraine- Even though they retired in the last movie. <laughs> yes, yes. Even though they retired. Well, money they like talks. that money. Yeah. No, they do it because of their hearts, Kieran, their hearts. Mm. You said that Ed and Lorraine Warren would arrive with their team. There is only one member of the team that mm-hmm. gets called back, so I'll give you half a point there. You said that they would investigate the scene and find creepy stuff. Yeah. I guess that's most of the movie. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> said that the demon would would be attached to them straight away. I'll give you two points there because it's- Sure. You know, yeah, it, sure, it whatever. Is, it is the case. Well, they're, yeah, they're, it's attached to the family. So, that's what you yeah. get two points for. You said that the Warrens would- And you need two points, to be honest. Uh, and, you, and you said- Next thing you said is the Warrens realize that they have been, as in the family, been cursed by witches and that the witches have summoned a demon that is harassing the family. Yeah. No point for that. It's sort of in the promotional material. Yeah, yeah, It's yeah. not a group of witches. It's one witch, but yeah, otherwise right. you're correct. You thought that the Warrens would hire John Noble to perform an exorcism. Yeah, I thought he'd be the priest. You said he, yes, you said he would be a priest. Technically, he is, so I give you a point for that. Sure. I think it's worth more than half a point. John and Noble's, they go to him for help. They do yeah. go, to, do go to him for help. You describe him as like a wise kind of mentor figure, which is sort of accurate. Sort of. In the movie, they do go to him for advice, and then it is revealed later on that it is his daughter, that is the witch that's causing all the trouble. That's right. Who's living underneath his house. Was that correct? Yes. Because that's where the catacombs are, right? I think so. We may be mixing up two scenes here. Maybe. In my head, 
the witch lived underneath his house. That's what I thought too. No, that is true yeah. because Lorraine, in a total ripoff of Silence of the Lambs, goes to him for help at the end of the movie and it turns out he's going straight into the witch's den. Yes. And the witch is drawing her there to kill her. Yes. Yes, that's right. Yeah, so, they, it is they, underneath his house. They talk yeah. to John Noble before and then they go- I don't know why there's catacombs underneath his house. There are so many questions about yes. what he's doing and- he kind of seems like he's- So, in the actual movie, he's collecting sort of like witches' artifacts yes. in the uh, in the hopes that like, you know, I take guns off the streets so people aren't murdered. And then it turns out because he has all these witches' artifacts, his daughter was corrupted right. and then she became a witch and then she uses the artifacts to curse people. Yeah. And he's not wise to that because it seems Yeah, like he is he- wise to it, but he's like, there's nothing I could do about it. It's my daughter. She's <laughs> she, a bitch. It's a phase she's going through. Yeah, it's a emo phase. Oh, here we go. Nia, you predicted that there would be a ripoff of the Exorcist shot. Yeah, there we go. There is. I give you two points. So, I guess that you thought that this would be John Noble doing it. It's not, but you know, no. it does happen. It like, exactly happens where he yes. looks up at the light. You said that Arnie would tell the demon to take him instead of David. Yeah. This does happen in the movie. I give you two points. And that's something we didn't know going in either. No, no. Oh, I mean, obviously, we knew that Arnie would be possessed. Yeah, well, I think- I think Even it, though you didn't think that. I think it was mentioned in the real life- Yeah, that's right. Of course it was. I took that straight from real life. Yeah, but we, we had- yeah, no, Real life in quotation yeah, in marks. Quotation like, marks. I believe any of this actually happened. But we didn't know that from any of the promotional material. So, at this stage, you said that the demon had been exercised out of David, and the demon would go down the well, and we would think that mm. it's all solved. But Lorraine's intuition tells her otherwise. Doesn't really happen in no. the movie. Lorraine has no idea. No. You thought that Artie would look into the well and get possessed. Doesn't happen in the movie. Artie does get possessed, don't yeah. worry, but it, that doesn't happen. You said that the second hour of the movie would be Artie acting irrationally and scaring people, including more his than an hour. Yes. So, yes, that is true. I'll give you a point for that. I mean, it's practically the whole movie. We yeah. knew that going in. Um, but, yeah, that it, it, it's true. You thought that Bruno would force himself on Debbie. Uh, well, it sort of happens in the movie, at least in not, Arnie's yeah. head. In Arnie's head, it yeah, happens. Yeah, not real. No, in Arnie's head, he thinks that Debbie is enjoying dancing with right. Bruno. So, Bruno wants to dance with her and Debbie's like, oh, I don't want to dance with you. And then in Arnie's head, we see that she's like laughing and giggling as they're dancing together. Right, very But seductive. there's no circumstance where like he actually forces himself on her. No, no. Now, you said that Arnie in this scene would confront Bruno, like, as the demon is kind of possessing him, he attacks Bruno violently, stabbing him to death with a pocket knife leading to Bruno's death. Give you a point for that. We don't see sure. it, but it's yeah. the case. And I give you, Why don't we see it? And I give you half a point for what That's you That's what I want to know. Uh, you know, in relation to the dance thing. What's that? Why, didn't Why we see don't it? we see it? I don't know. Why are they portraying Arnie as him? I guess because it works into the Warren story, but Maybe. like, shouldn't we see that Arnie is possessed and does this? Like, that would be, that would make for a much more exciting movie rather than portraying it as as like, oh, Arnie's seeing Bruno as a demon and the demon attacks him, so he's defending himself. Yeah. And then when he comes to, he realizes he's killed Bruno. Maybe they did it for dramatic effect because we see Arnie. I guess so. Because the scene we see Wouldn't afterwards- it be more dramatic, though, for Arnie just to be completely, like, evil dead out and yeah. kill- they're not about being scary in these movies, though, are they? <laughs> well, they, they, I think their intention is to be scary, but I guess the next scene we They're see is- They're not about achieving scares. Yeah, the next franchise. scene we see is the scene I spoke about before where, you know, Arnie's covered in blood and he's walking on the side yes. of the road. So, maybe it's just like, oh, my God, if you don't know what happened in the actual, quote-unquote, real-life events, well, this actually did happen. So, what happened in the real-life events, then maybe you're just like, oh, my God, he actually killed him. Maybe they did it for that factor, but it did work on us. Why? I know that, but maybe Why it worked for other people. Why did they do it that way? It doesn't make any sense. Because they don't want you to have fun. Okay, fair enough. 
I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Lower the rating down. Who knows? Yeah, it's for children. It's a kid's movie. It's a kid's movie. It is. They make these movies for like tweens. It's, a kids movie. it's not for adults. Yeah. I literally just it, saw it really is, yeah. Evil Dead Rise last night. Oh, you look at a, you, you big tough what guy. What a contrast. Oh, oh, I'm like, what oh, a contrast. Sorry, the conjuring can't measure up to this. Yeah, go on. <laughs> what a contrast it was to watch a movie like Evil Dead Rise and then The Conjuring back to back. Yeah, but that's what The Evil Dead is. That, like, if you didn't True. get a gory movie, then you'd be disappointed. Absolutely. But yeah, it's like, it's like night and day. It's like, watching an episode of Octonauts and then going into, like, an actual horror movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, two different styles there. Yeah. Now, you said that Arnie would leave the scene of the crime and we'd see him covered in blood, like in the yeah. trailer. A point there that happens in the- Yeah, we get in the trailer. You said that Debbie will tell the police that Arnie was possessed and the police don't believe her. She doesn't really, but that's no, two points because no. that is a big part of the movie. The police don't believe Arnie, of course. They don't believe Arnie because- So, as soon as Arnie, in the actual movie, as soon as Arnie becomes- Possessed and gets arrested. He becomes so sidelined. Yes. And then the rest of the movie just becomes about Ed and Lorraine Warren investigating. Investigating it, yeah. That, like, why even bother having this character in the movie? <laughs> They're building a Conjuring movie around this- uh, This event. Yeah, this event. Yeah. Like, forget about the court case. Forget about what's going on with Arnie in jail. Like, they have a few moments, like, have a few minutes dedicated that yeah. stuff. But the rest of it is just, like, fat meatloaf in a morgue. <laughs> this girl who stabbed another girl. Shit we don't really care about. Speaking of, the next point you make is that this movie will become a courtroom drama. It oh, does not. There's only one God. hearing. This is something we both got wrong. Yeah. Look at us looking at the trailer. You said Look at us looking for the stuff that would be more interesting <laughs> to explore in a movie. You said that the Warrens would return to help Arnie's case, but the court would be sceptical. You suggest that they'd be portrayed as heartless and stupid, which is true. I give you two points. Mm. You said that Lorraine would see the summoning of the demon. Uh, it's again, it's only one witch. So you you kind of thought that all these Lorraine would see these witches summoning this demon. She mm, does. Yeah. It is in the trailer, so I'll give you a point. But again, it's only one witch. Yeah, it is John Noble's daughter, not his actual daughter, but the movie daughter. Yeah, we He's, got that. Yes, <laughs> just wanted to specify that okay. John Noble's daughter, if he has one, is not a witch. <laughs> Lorraine. Well, we don't know. Uh, well, I can't. I don't want to say anything that might not be true. The next day, the news will come out that she is a witch. Maybe. Mm. Then you said during this vision, Lorraine would be chased. Uh, by, you know, the demon, you know, while she's visualizing this and she'll go to the edge of the cliff and be grabbed by the demon and Lorraine saves her. Yeah, two sets of one point there because we do see that in the trailer. I don't remember if he yells Lorraine. Does he do that? He does it constantly. Okay, well, I must have blocked that out. So, you're right there. You said that the court doesn't believe any of the evidence the Warrens bring them. So, after all this investigation, the Warrens come to the case and be like, look at this, look at this, look at this. And the court, like, crosses their arms and goes, no. Two points, I guess, in a way, because- he gets he gets convicted in the end. By the way, I just wanted to point out, John yes. Noble does have a daughter oh. who's an actress, Samantha oh. Noble, and she was in a movie called See No Evil and The Gates of Hell, so she could be a witch. Wow. There you go. <laughs> there you go. There I you just go. wanted to make sure that everyone sleeps tight. <laughs> you know, not worrying. What is John Noble's daughter up to? And is she a witch? <laughs> Glad we could get some closure there. Mm. They said that the Warrens would decide to do an exorcism on Arnie, and Ed has to do the exorcism himself. It's, a, oh, it's another priest that does the exorcism. Don't yeah. worry, you get points for this in a and second. And they barely focus on it either. Oh, tell me about it. You said that the exorcism would happen in a holding cell. That's very close. It happens yeah. in like the- It is a holding cell. Is it? I thought yeah. it was like the, the hospital area of the- um, So, they have like a, a ward in the jail that is a hospital wing, yes. but it's still technically a holding cell. Oh, tell you what. Oh, okay. Because there is like- a room that they put him in, if you remember, where he like- they do give him a bottle of holy water, which, yes. if you remember, he breaks the bottle and goes to cut his wrists with it. And yes. then that somehow leads into 
sort of like a, a, a hospital ward yeah. area where he's floating and glasses breaking. And that's and that's the exorcism because the yeah, priest comes right. in and tries to do the exorcism. A completely that's ineffectual I, priest. That's what I yes, very much so. That's what I was kind of referring to there. But yeah, you are right. Yeah. He is in the holding cell for a period of time. He tries to kind of like make a circle, I think with the holy water, uh, if yeah. I can remember correctly, Useless. And, and ward off the demon. So that does happen, but the exorcism doesn't happen in this whole holding cell. It happens in the sick bay, which is yeah. close enough. I'm, I'm splitting hairs here. You are, yeah. You are and the Warrens aren't there. No, they're not. It's done by somebody else. But I give yeah. you a point for that. It's worth more, in my opinion, than half a point. Fair enough. And then I give you another point because the next thing you say is that there is a lot of loud noises and chaos, which is ha- yeah. true. It happens during the exorcism. You said that the Warrens would banish the demon. Technically true. This yeah. happens in the catacombs and at the same time where the random priest is performing the exorcism. So I'll give you two points. You said that the court would convict Arnie of manslaughter. One point. We knew that going yeah. in. Yep. You said that the Warrens would bring the artifact to their museum of crap, as you like to call <laughs> yes. their antiquities of the supernatural. I give you two points because that does happen. Yeah. Then you say that yellow text will appear on screen and fill us in with what happened afterwards, including the fact that Arnie only served. Was it three years or five, five years? years? Five, five years. years. So I give you two points because that was probably the best prediction you made <laughs> there. Because yeah. it does happen. Well, that happens in every Conjuring movie. We got it. We got excited when that happened. And with that, how well did you think you did? I would say about the same as you, 30-something points. Yeah, well, you did all right, because you got a lot of little things here and there that actually did make its way into the movie. Maybe not in the way that the movie was shown, but with that, you got uh, 43 and a half. Wow, undeservedly so. Yes, I would say so, but I mean, it's there. Yeah. It's there. So. Fair enough. Wow. I'm, I've got to say, like, that wasn't too bad on my behalf, but like, I'm not happy with the prediction at all. <laughs> it's exactly the same as your plot where, like, technically I got the details correct, but it just wasn't the same as how the movie presented yes. it. So, it's like you very begrudgingly give the other person more points than they deserve because, like, that's how our scaling system works. But, you know. Yeah. What were you saying? Half the well, movie? Well, yeah. Half of your prediction did not make its way in the movie. You had no. this whole idea that there would be a build-up with David. It does not happen. I'm like, they have to follow the Conjuring formula. And in a way, they did, but just not in the same way that they did in the other two movies. Or, in fact, any of the Annabelle movies or any of the Nun movies or La Llorona or any of the stuff that's going on in this franchise. <laughs> There's no Crooked Man movie, by the way. That was just a complete washout. Oh, so- They said years ago that they were going to make a Crooked Man movie, like a movie around the Crooked Man from the second Conjuring movie. It never oh, happened. They lied, did they? They lied. Yeah, they lied. Guess no one was interested in that, <laughs> except me. Man, I kind of want to see a Crooked Man. You want to see a Crooked Man movie? Yeah, I want to see a Crooked really? Man movie. Yeah, why not? Why not? It'll just be the same movie as we just saw. Good point. I don't want to see it. <laughs> So, we're not holding any cards close to our chest in this episode, but Matty D, I'll still ask you the question anyway. What did you think of The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It? This is not my movie, Kieran. This is not my movie. I'm not the audience for this movie, so it's very unfair to ask me because I did not like it. When I first watched the movie, I kind of was like, oh- We watched it the day it came out, I'm pretty- No, actually, we watched it two days after it came out. Yeah. On demand. When I watched it the first time, my standards were so low and then I kind of enjoyed- the latter end of the movie, I was like, I guess there's kind of like a fun Indiana Jones. You were enjoying joke. some uh, substances, weren't you, while watching <laughs> yeah, the movie? Yeah, maybe that would have helped. But I was like, oh, there's I vaguely a- remember that. There's a fun, like, Indiana Jones thing going on here. Wow, what an insult to Indiana uh, Jones. Yeah, well, very, very, very. Well, Temple of Doom, Indiana Jones does get possessed by a demon. <laughs> yes. But 
really, I, I didn't enjoy this movie. And the second time I watched it, I didn't enjoy it even more so, even though I watched it with you, even mm. though we were having beers, even though we were drinking every time. What were, what were the rules? Every time there was a jump scare that I think sucked. we just said, yeah, if, if there was a failed jump scare and, and we just kept drinking and we just ignored the movie and just yeah. drank anyway. Yeah. And, and if the Warrens did something, there was something the Warrens were doing that was annoying that we were drinking too. And it was like just a lot. But even mm. then, it was still like an unenjoyable experience. Yeah. And it was slow and nothing was happening. We should talk about our viewing experience watching it the second time. Yes. I think it's really important to point that out because we sat down to watch the movie. Uh, we, we cracked a few beers. We were going to yeah. watch it together and like just absorb it together and try and enjoy ourselves. But we ended up just talking over the movie, <laughs> talking to each other and ignoring the movie to the point where the movie ended and Maddie D and I looked at each other and were like, shit, how are we going <laughs> to talk about this movie? Because we didn't really watch it. Yeah, yeah. We were talking about other shit the whole time. <laughs> yes. And occasionally we'd look over at the screen and be like, oh, it's still oh. happening. And we had to like fill each other in. It's like, when did this happen? How did this? Yeah. How did he What's get a heart on? attack? <laughs> what, what, yeah. what happened here? Yeah, no, I didn't. Who's I did- this witch? <laughs> yes, yes. I didn't enjoy this movie, but in saying that, this movie's not for me. I'm not a fan of these movies. Right. So, you know, I don't listen to what I have to say about it. Wow. Okay. You're saying don't judge my opinion on this movie. No, because I was never going to like it. You're not the audience for it. Yeah. Okay. And would you recommend people watch it? If you like these kind of movies, sure. I mean, I don't think they're particularly- I don't, I don't think it's a scary movie. Right? No. But um, I could see that there's a demographic of people that would enjoy it, you know, if you're going to be- Maybe watch. a 10-year-old might find yeah. it scary. Tell you what this movie- Where this movie works is, you know, like a 10-year-old sleepover or something like that. That's what yeah. I see people enjoying this movie. But yeah, like- not for two 30-year-old bitter guys. Yes. Not for us. No, absolutely. I, of course, I'm going to echo every sentiment you just shared there. Now- this movie was so boring. I've just got to say, it was so boring. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Scooby Doo just came in to <laughs> Sorry, give me some. I just had a mouthful of coffee, and I, I got to concur with that point. It was so boring. Like that's why we were just talking amongst ourselves because we were trying to watch the movie, and they were just like, <sighs> like James Wan movies. I've got to say, man, I've seen Megan, I've seen Malignant. Yeah, just there's nothing interesting going on in his movies at all. You know, he's he's done a lot of the later Saw movies as well. He, I mean, he did the original Saw movie, and that is what it is. But, like, all of James Wan's movies just boil down to a formula of just, like, long scenes of silence leading up to a jump scare. And the long <laughs> scenes of silence just go nowhere, and it's just not scary, and it's not interesting. And it's just so tedious and boring to watch, especially if you've seen it before, so you know when the jump scares are going to happen. Yes. So, when we were watching it the second time, we remembered where all the scares were. And they weren't scary the first time around. No. So, second time around, we're like, oh, this is where this jump scare happens. Oh, this is where this jump scare happens. And it's just so tedious. And it's, like I said, it's not frightening. Comparing it to something like Evil Dead, where I was on the edge of my seat watching it. Evil Dead Rise, that is, last night. Watching it at a midnight screening. Where, like, I was, like, so on edge being like, what is going to happen next to this movie? It's so crazy. And then compared to this, you know, tame, milquetoast, watered down (laughs) horror movie for kids that- even the audience didn't like. You said the movie wasn't for you. Conjuring fans didn't like this uh, movie. So, what, what, what did Conjuring fans say about it? They- so, they didn't like the deviation away from the formula. Right. They thought a lot of the focus of the movie was unnecessary. That's, that's fair. And I think the fact that they broke formula really hurt the movie. I mean, I applaud them for trying something new, but the fans went in expecting something and they didn't get it. Right, but they didn't really break formula that much. Not that much. But like I said, during my plot, the fact that they didn't follow the beats of the other Conjuring movies and started where the other movies typically end, I guess, really threw people off. And they're like, well, we kind of wanted to see what happened to David, what, what led up to those events. Yeah, like I said, I'm not a fan of the Conjuring franchise, so I can't speak from a fan's perspective. But apparently the fans just weren't happy with the direction of the movie. 
Critics, uh, I remember critics said that the writing in the movie was really bad. It was. It was terrible. So, so much underthought stuff in this movie. But, you know, we could sit here and shit on this movie all day. But who cares about our opinions? What do you, the dear listener, think of The Conjuring? The devil made me do it. Have you seen it? Were you actually a fan of it? I would love to know. Please write in and tell us. I would love to know what you liked about the movie. What made it stand out to you? Or if you hated it, you're in welcome company. You can write in and let us know what you didn't like about the movie specifically. What didn't work for you? Where can they contact us, Matty D? They can find us on social media through Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Yeah. And you can also send us an email directly at potentialspoilerspod at gmail.com. You can also leave a comment. I believe it's a little difficult now, but you can still do it on our Podbean site also. Certainly can. You just need the Podbean app on your phone. You need to be signed into a Podbean account. How annoying. And then you can leave a comment on this episode's page. Jeez, Podbean, just make it easier to do. It was easier. What happened? It used to be easy, but yeah, they just made it more difficult because, uh, I don't know, they don't like fun, like the makers <laughs> of the country, like James Wan and his cronies. Get out of here, James Wan. Sick of you. You get him, Kieran. You get James yeah. Wan. I can't wait to talk about Megan, which is just more of the same shit. People love that People movie. love that one. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. I can't wait to talk about that People in People love years. that one for a week, though. Yeah, exactly. Until they <laughs> forgot about it. So- Before we wrap it up for another week, let's talk about what we're going to be predicting next week. Of course, we're doing another movie prediction. And as is standard, it feels like we do this every couple of weeks, every handful of weeks on this show. We're returning to the MCU. We're returning to the Marvel Cinematic Universe to talk about another superhero sequel. And I don't know if you're going to be excited about this one or not, Matty D. It could go both ways. Oh, is this? Because next week, we're talking about the next installment in the Guardians of the Galaxy franchise. Okay. Oh, it's the MCU. That's its own franchise. But we were talking about the next Guardians of the Galaxy movie, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Right. Uh, the last Guardians of the Galaxy? The right? last Guardians of the Galaxy movie that they're ever going to make. James Wan. James Wan. He's not even fucking involved in the movie. Thank <laughs> God. James Gunn. Yeah, he said he's done with the MCU. He's actually in charge of the DCEU currently. So, he's just like conflict of interest. <laughs> so, he has said that this is going to be the last uh, Guardians of the Galaxy movie. The cast have said that this is the last Marvel movie that they're going to appear in. Wow. So, the Guardians of the Galaxy aren't even going to appear in future movies. Wow. Their contract is up. That's big. They might as well be dead. We're going to have yeah. to write in deaths for, for all of the characters. Yeah, there's probably going to be some deaths in this movie. Probably. We're going to have to talk all about it next week. I'm excited now. So, yeah, if you are a fan of the Guardians of the Galaxy movies or even just the MCU in general, you can write in and let us know what you think is going to happen in the next Guardians of the Galaxy movie yeah. before next week. Or what you want to happen, even. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, please let us know what you think is going to happen in this last installment of these uh, of this once popular franchise. Oh, wow. And until we return to talk about it next week. We're going to be getting a priest to exercise this movie from our brains. You're in for a much different ride than you've been on in other Conjuring films. What's the point of a sequel if you can't outshine and outstory and outheart the previous films? When I was working with Michael Shavs on La Llorona, I saw a filmmaker that really gets these kind of films. It's bittersweet for me to pass the baton on. And action! But it's good to get a fresh take on where we can take the Conjuring universe. We're offering something very special with these films, and I think that's one of the reasons people keep coming back. The final reason, of course, is that people love to be scared. I don't know that anybody has crafted or created better scare sequences than James Wan, David Sandberg. (laughs) 